Ladies and gentlemen, campions and campions, welcome back to another Sparty 160 EN podcast. You try to open this thing. This is podcast number 112, where it happens, and I'm spilling the campaign everywhere. Jeez. Champion, starting off with my main man, Steph. How's it going? How's it going, Steph? Oh, man. Just a little. Uh, man, I couldn't be more more happier than uh, than uh, than this week. It's been uh, it's been crazy. I've been away, um, so I'm in Newport, Rhode Island, and I was celebrating alone. I'm uh, I'm with um, I have a couple of days left, but I watched the game and and I suffered alone. Uh, we could have won five nothing. We end up winning uh, like we always do, suffering for two hours, but we pulled it off. Uh, with a goal from Paulinho, we became champions after 19 years, and I, I will admit it, I cry a little bit. I was very emotional. Uh, you know, 19 years—it's a long time, um, and I'm glad that um, it paid off. All the sacrifices, uh, his coaching staff, uh, and I will say, Verandas and Nuke Vienna—they uh, have a big say in this. And the players, a phenomenal job. Uh, I mean, we've been leaders from the get-go. We never let go. We haven't lost yet. That doesn't matter to me, actually. We already won the championship, uh, and that's all that mattered to me. Uh, it feels really good. 19 years, it's a long, long time. And um, we deserve it, especially, you know, all of us deserve it. But doing a podcast, not winning a championship year after year after year, it's tough. And we never gave up. Me, Sam, Danny, uh, Chris, Nandino, we never gave up. We always kept up, and uh, it was hard at times, but we never let go, and it paid off. Now we have a big smile in our faces, and uh, title 23, because it's 23. It's not 19. It's 23. Finally, we have it. And Viva Sporting Cultural, the best club in the whole planet, and uh, very happy. That's what I can say. Facts. Also joined by uh, by Sam, who is out uh, celebrating in London yesterday. Sam, what's good, bro? How was the vibes out in London? Bro, it was mental. Um, actually, if a few people recognized me from the podcast, told me to send the thanks along to you three here for all the work we do. But Steph, mate, I think you missed the memo. Chris is wearing white. I'm wearing yeah. white. Danny's wearing white. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> I didn't bring a, a, a white jersey. Uh, I have the uh, Everdi Branca, the original one, and uh, I have Casco. This is the one from uh, 99 and 2000. Party supplies uh, on deck. Yeah, that, that was from uh, Inacio <laughs> when he won the, the, uh, that year. But no, I don't have it. I have it at home, but I didn't bring it with me. You should have told me a month ago. <laughs> no but um london was crazy honestly i'm gonna be honest i barely saw any of the game because they were li i was literally in, like the back of the line that people <laughs> were watching so i like i just had to go with the flow like i didn't even see paulino's goal everyone just started celebrating so i, fuck it, I joined in fuck it <laughs> i started it went in, right? that's all that matters yeah exactly but um there was one part at the end where i think like two minutes to go they were singing like okay the sporting campion and i was like and Bovista on the attack, I was like, fucking hell, please, please don't don't sing, don't sing. <laughs> but no, everyone's, everyone's plan. Uh, Nando's not here with us, obviously working, you know, he's a hard-working man. But I think he, he'd agree with everything Steph said, you know, 
it's been it's been some tough years but we did it boys every boys and girls ladies and gentlemen we all fucking did it congratulations facts there i'm not gonna lie there was times especially in fucking uh 2018 where i didn't think we'd ever uh be on this podcast talking about us being champions bro um <laughs> christian also last of that but not least how was the vibes out of newark and uh you were out there in denali yeah, I was out, I was out in Newark. So I watched the game by myself, and then honestly, just kept watching the scenes after the trophy presentation for a couple hours. So I missed like the peak rage at Den of Lions, but I probably went at like I probably went from like seven thirty eight to ten o'clock for a couple hours. You know, I had another two 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 tree with the boys. There's probably still about thirty people there. So yeah, the vibes were good. It was winding down, but the vibes were still were still good. Um, yeah, man. I, 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 I. If you asked me at the start of the season that we'd be here, or you told me at the start of the season we'd be here doing this podcast. I'd be hard pressed to believe you, or I would have thought like COVID struck in an insane way that like some players got sick and or like had to like go be in the hospital and like half the team was in the hospital for Porto or something or like the most insane thing. I would have been like that would have been what had to have happened for us to be champions, but. No, I mean the the boys the boys earned it on on the pitch fair and square, um, no 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 doubt left, two matches in hand. Simple, <laughs> crazy like, yeah I yeah it's it's t- it's tough to really to sum it up other than you know it's something that that we've been waiting for like for most of our lives you know a lot of us at least, yeah. or you know, if it's not the, the most of your life it's been a long time in your life. Uh, so it, pro- it probably hit me for real, like this w- weird feeling in the pit of my stomach, like in like the 80th minute, like this, this is actually about to happen. They, we should have, yeah, we should have been up like five, nothing. And obviously we kept it close just to make it sketchy. Just, you know, obviously didn't really threaten too much, but you know, Ellis was always a threat. Angel Gomes. It's like, it just takes one of these. He beats two guys and rips a banger. It's like this game is all of a sudden tied out of nothing. And, like, we've literally seen that game happen this year. The, the one-shot, one-goal boys, you know. Like, are we really about to do this shit again? So it left us on edge in a way that was unnecessary. <laughs> but, yeah, never in doubt. Got it done. Bovista didn't generate anything. Um, Balding is the, the hero, you could say, right? Yeah. Yeah. You should have had at least five or six, but yeah, he's definitely the hero. <laughs> definitely the hero. Um, let me uh, go straight to the to the Twitter questions. You have just a few. Um, and shout out to uh, the few people I met at the at the, the little corner at the in Toronto. We celebrated very little before the cops came out because uh, we're currently in a lockdown. <laughs> but um, so first uh, comment question comes in from uh, Richard Nevs at Richard underscore N seven. He says, I want to say something to anybody who thinks this was a fluke or wasn't deserved or that this title doesn't count. To paraphrase the great Nuno Match, vocês são os campeões das críticas e nós somos os campeões de Portugal. Well said. Um, quickly on this, I'll, I'll ask one of you guys, whoever wants to take, oh, whoever wants to take it really. Um, any, or, or Steph, I'll just pass it off to you. Any, um, any merits to the words of, uh, of Portistas and, and, and bitter uh, Limpiões out there? Um, about us being one of the worst champions in Portuguese history? Oh, no. I, I could think about at least 150 teams that won the Portuguese League in Portugal or 
you know, 150 championships that uh, won the, the championship in Portugal, including Porto and Benfica teams that didn't deserve it and they won it with shitty teams. But it's not about that, you know. Uh, when a team becomes champion of Portugal, it's because they were the most regular team in uh, X amount of games. And that's what happened to Sporting. Uh, just because Benfica spent $100 million or euros in their team and they, and they didn't deliver it, so that's bet on JJ and that's bet on uh, Luci Vieira because they had uh, a, a much b bigger budget and they couldn't deliver it. So that's on them. They lost how many games, Benfica? They, they lost a tremendous amount of games with a, a team supposedly full of superstars. So our team would combine of youth and experience. We, we delivered. We were the most consistent team. So when they talk like that, it's because they better. Uh, Football Club Port, uh, they lost uh, not against us. They lost against regular teams, against teams they should have won. So, and that's why Sporting hasn't been champion in 19 years, because we always lose against Riwabs, against Family Coins, against Murey Dance. But this year we were very consistent. And, uh, and the Portistas and Benfica should know better, uh, because they've been getting a lot of help in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, I know Portistas don't like to hear it, but they're going to hear it again at El Campeonato da Fruta. And they won uh, cheating with Dapit Dorado. And Benfica, for X amount of years, they won with Itupeiras and the emails the, and vouchers. And they know that too. They, they bought behind, they, they won a lot of championships uh, behind uh, the, 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 the backstage. And, and we didn't. This year was hard. And, and we fought for every game, uh, every minute. And we won because our team was, was always together. A União Faz a Força. Uh, like we say in Portuguese. And that's why we won, because they believed in each other. Uh, Ruben Amorim being a Benfiquista, but being a professional uh, and he doing his, his job to the best of his abilities, he was able to put a great team together that he believed in and he stuck with those players and he required discipline and uh, uh, everyone was uh, with the same objective. And that's why we won, because we had a great coaching staff. We had a great uh, president and director that believed in his coaching staff, and that's why they bought him. At the time, they said he was expensive. Guess what? Now he's cheap as fuck, ain't he? So because he won the championship, he qualified us for the Champions League. We got, we got you know, a great team because of Ruben Amorim, because of Uviana. They said, let's get these players, and that's the players I want. And that's why we won, because Tinyam's Uniana equipa. That's why. It's nothing because we have a, 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 a shitty team compared to Portable or Benfica, because if they had a better team, they would have been the champions today. But they didn't have the better team as far as playing collectively, as far as being a team in the locker room, as far as believing in each other. Uh, their, their teams were super, super divided. Uh, that's why Merek has just signed and left. He just left. Uh, Porto uh, lost players in in January, and they're about to lose some more because they, they refuse to renew with Porto. So there's a lot of division going on, and Benfica, they could never get it together with a bunch of players with egos. Uh, and uh, I knew that, and Benfica just knew that. The, the, the best players they had, Benfica, at a, at a, at a, at a, at a Prata da Casa. 
And they and JJ is not that kind of coach. He refuses to play the youth of Bifika, which they have phenomenal players. And good for me and good for you and Chris and 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 uh, and Sam that Bifika kind of uh, fucked up and not believing in their youth. But we did, and uh, we did with the coach. And I'm gonna say it again: that's Bifikista. But he's a professional guy, and uh, he was serious about his job. And thank you to his to to Bifikista Ruben Amorim because he is. I mean, he didn't change. I hope not. I mean, I hope he keeps being Bifikista because I hate Troca Kazakis. Um, like he said, he he, he he does look at Sporting in a different way because now he knows the culture of Sporting, and that's good. Uh, but we all we all know deep inside, we intelligent people, that it's, it's always going to be a, a Befikista, which I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. And, you know, I'm going to wrap it up and just say that's, that's, that's them being better uh, because uh, when, when Porto won last year, they, they didn't really deserve it. They didn't earn it by merit. They they earned it because they, they, think, uh, they, they screwed the pooch. Uh, they, they they lost a lot of points at the last the last games. Uh, so don't, and don't give me the shit about COVID nineteen because Porto won they won last year. It was when COVID nineteen began. So uh, we had a break in the, in the championship, and that's all I gotta say. Oh yeah, I'll say one more thing. That's it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen the Matilj Nunes video where he's on the bus and he's like, uh, oh, fuck. I can't remember the first thing. He was like, Viva Sporting Club Portugal, os restos podem ir para puta que os pariu, or something along those lines, bro. It was amazing to see. No, listen, uh, I've, gotten a, I've gotten a lot of uh, good messages from my good friend, Alfred Fumasis. He's a good friend of mine. We went to high school together. Uh, I have a lot of phenomenal Bifiquistas and Portista fans. Richard Teixeira sent me a message. I uh, got messages from uh, Juan Figueiredo, he's a uh, My mother-in-law, she's a A lot of good Benfiquistas, uh, Luis Rodio. Uh, I mean, they send me messages, and I, I respect all of them. All the Benfiquistas that know how to watch soccer and Portistas, hey, a big kiss to them, a big hug, and thank you. Uh, and I respect that. I got us fanatics, os ultras, podem todos para Facts. Uh, next comment comes in from our boy Paul Rodriguez at Paul J Rod uh, on Twitter. He says, "Parabéns, guys! It's been fun listening to the podcast every week. Enjoy, enjoy being campeões with the the kid. I've, I've had it on the screen for a while now. I just love this video, man. This kid's finally living up his first um, <laughs> his first campeonato too." Um, next question comes in from uh, the creator uh, at create zero r ninety. Um, he asks, uh, or they ask the real question now, can we do it again? Sam, can we do it again? In the words of Ruben Amorim, we were only candidates for the next game. Let's just, just remember that. You I know. love that. I love that. <laughs> in, in, all, in, in all fairness, um, uh, to be fair, I don't really want to think about next season. I want to celebrate this one as much as possible. But, you know, you have to remember that Benfica still probably, we, we are going to make some money from that, but Benfica always have their shitty little deals. They'll probably bring more players in. You know, Porto's good, got some players coming back on loan if, they, if they're if they not bought out, such as Danilo Pereira and there's the, the guy from Wolves, who I can't remember his, his, his name because I know there's two of them. But, um, I mean, as long as we're, we're wise in the transfer market and, like, most of the core squad stays, because when you think about it, we've got um, Coates will probably be in touted around uh, Polina, um Nuno Mendes, especially Pot. Like, these, these are our core players. As long as you don't lose too many, 
I think I think we 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 can do it. But I mean, just for me, it's just let me let me enjoy this season now. I don't think about next season. I a thousand percent agree. Um, next comment question comes in from uh, Kev at uh, SCP underscore Kev. I uh, love watching the podcast every week. We finally did it after 19 years. This has been a fantastic season. I'm so proud. Uh, I really but hope we win the league again. Just after season. that, he was he was the guy who came up to me and recognized me from, from the podcast yesterday. So shout out to you, Kevin. I hope you had a good Stick. time. Shout out to Kevin. It was, yeah, it was great meeting you, man. Shout out to Kevin. Uh, he, he says, I really hope we uh, win the league next again next season, despite... We will have loads of games to play for the uh, next season as we are champions uh, or as we are in the Champions League. Um, Christian, I I'm going to ask you, a, I mean, I I'm with you, Sam. I, I agree we should uh, we should disfrutar this moment because it's been fucking 19 years. Um, but I my only question in, in the vein of this is uh, how much of a difference will it be next season, you think, uh, with European competition? And more so, how much of a difference did you think? Did you think we could have done this had we beaten Lask and been in Europa League? Um, yeah, I think we could have. Uh, the thing that um, I think is most important is the personnel that we had. Like, people, I think people need to realize most likely that there's a, I mean, I hope Poro comes back, but there's a chance that he doesn't, I guess. And I hope Nuno Mendes comes back, but it's almost certain that he doesn't. Like, I feel like those two guys were pivotal to the entire formation working a lot of the time. Just being relentless on both ends, just storming up and down the touchline. Like it's not Mateus race, right? Like we've seen it. We've seen him play on that flank. Right. And it is a massive drop off compared to new men's like they need to definitely be super strategic about the guys that they get, which I guess I trust them to do. Right. They got some good reinforcements last summer. Let's hope the scouting department has been working past year to get some some new bodies in here if they lose Pelinga, right they're gonna need an immense immense cdm because Pelinga filled up the game like no cdm i i i mean i think he's better than prime than prime william because I, I that might be my recency bias but i just i just think that he filled up the pitch in a in a, in a way more way more um maybe he's just more consistent um like he would have a stinker once every like 20 games i think he had like two bad games this season got subbed off okay that happens man uh, i'll take the 30 good games so yeah yeah it'll be it'll be important and hopefully hopefully pulling you gets informed too because i think they definitely need to buy another striker but they could use they could use a bit more output from their their 13 million dollar man uh next season uh, just to add to that as well, when you talk about the European competition, you have to remember next year you've got the Conference League. So I think it's going to be like the top five or six in Portugal if they will qualify, bear in mind, to get consistent European football. So it won't just be the top three in competitions. It will be the top six or seven. I don't actually remember how many it is. So every, it's pretty much a le level playing field. So I don't think it's going to affect anyone too much, You know, especially if Benfica do get that uh, right now. They're in third. If they qualify, they're going to be in the same boat as us. So you know, it, it you know it's going to be level playing field. And why? And like to just to touch on Europa League. If we played in Europa League last season, like if Sporting like in those December Europa League games, you know, Sporting's in first place, eighteen games into the season, right? Like, yeah, he probably would have rotated some guys against Rapid Vienna in the group stage, right? 
And I trust that guys like Eduardo Quaresma, Tabata, like guys like that would have been able to get it done against teams in the Europa League to a degree that maybe we advance out of the group. Maybe we don't. Um, six more games. Like, I think, I don't think that's why. Like, I think if, if you're saying that's the reason you're just, it's, 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 it's not, a, that's not an explanation in itself. Maybe that contributed like 7% max, but like, that's not why we're champions, you know? Agreed. Agreed. And, and to that point, like everybody that came in was, was fucking immense. Like Jean Pereira, who would have imagined Jean Pereira would have filled in Poru's shoes these last two games. Perfect. Oh you know? man, dude. He probably thought he was just going to kick back and relax for the, the last couple of games, dude. He was needed. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Um, next uh, comment comes from uh, Paul Pont. How it started, how it's going. Of course, you know, Nunu Center, my, my second favorite Lampion kissing the badge. <laughs> Glasses are there. No, so yeah, let's go, bro. Uh, yeah, the scenes yesterday were 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 almost ruined, but we're we're beautiful nonetheless. Um, next uh, comment comes in from our our friend, our good friend Lauren at Lauren. You know, uh, she says, "So so proud of this team and Rubna uh, Morin. We finally did it." To every Spartan to enjoy every moment of the celebrations because we all deserve it. Spartan, Spartan, top of the league. Some champions, caralho. And of course, last uh, comment comes in from our boy uh, Portugueser. Just subscribe. Shout out to you, uh, Portugueser. Um, I don't even know where to go with this. I guess we can go with the game. Um, let's let me uh, pull up the uh, lineup. Sparking, of course, clinched the title, beating Boa Vista one nothing at home yesterday. Um, fans have been fans were celebrating from like noon. Game was at around like six, I believe, or eight. Um, it was crazy, but the lineup was uh, we had a Dun in net, we had Fazal, Kwachi, Nasu in the back line, we had Boru, Juan Mario, Juan Palinga, and Nunu Minj, uh, with Pot, Paulinho getting the goal, and Nunu Sanch getting the assist. Uh, substitutions of Juan Pereira for Poru, uh, uh, Mateus Nunj, I should say, Mateus Reis, Bragança, and Jovan right at the end as well. Uh, Steph, I'll, I'll ask you first, dude, what were your thoughts on this game? We we could have won five nothing, six nothing, or let's say five one because I then did pull a, a, a amazing save <clears throat> the, the was inside the box and uh, I don't know how he saved that ball, but he did a phenomenal save. But Pauline, you missed so many goddamn goals. Who bought the and I, I think I, we hit the 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 post how many times? Three or four times, something like that. <clears throat> so we could have easily easily put the game away, but. You know, the whole year it's been like this. It wouldn't be sporting if we didn't win the way we won, suffering until the last minute. That was like the, the stars were all lined up to be that way. And I didn't mind, actually. I just wanted to win. So I was waiting for the uh, pitch final. And uh, when uh, when the referee, you know, he whistled the appeal, the, the I was like, yes, baby. Uh, but we played much better than Boavista. Uh, the first half we dominated. The second half, um, uh, because of the anxiety, because of being afraid of making mistakes, we did drop the lines. We gave the initiative to Boavista in the counterattack. We could have put the game away again, and Paulinho missed again a bunch of goals. Uh, <clears throat> but at, at a certain time, like the last 10 minutes, you could see the players were very anxious, like we were, the, the fans. And they could hear the firework outside. They could hear the uh, the cars. They could hear the uh, they could hear the, the people singing. So they didn't want to fuck it up. They they really wanted to win the game for all the fans, for everybody, for the cool, for the president. I mean, we had the the goddamn 
autocarro, ready to go, everything ready to go. Imagine if we didn't win yesterday, all the Benfiquistas and Mortista would have been making fun of us. They're waiting for us to fucking fuck up. So hey, <laughs> the fireworks, the fireworks machines in Alvalade work. Who knew? Has yeah. anyone ever set them off before? <laughs> so, never um, the European final wasn't there. Like, I don't know if they've ever fired those Johns off before. So, fuck yeah, they work, so. they work yeah. baby. They work. That's a good point. <laughs> to, to wrap it up, all I got to say is I'm glad we won yesterday because if we didn't, oh, my goodness. Can you imagine social media? Ah, it would have been fucking lit making fun of us. But we won. And uh, and th that was one of the happiest moments of my life. Uh, my son, too, he's 15. It's the first time he's seen Spartan Campion. So so it was a good feeling. My father called, called me from Portugal, uh, the FaceTime. Uh, he, he was very happy. He was emotion, got emotional, both of us, because um, he's a real Spartan Gista, too. And, uh, you know, the whole game, it was a blur now. Uh, but we deserve to want to win. It was never a question about Vist even tying the game. They only had that one decent play. It was just a question by how many are we going to win? And we ended up winning one nothing. But no question, we deserve to win. And uh, it should have been by many more goals. And Vivo Sporting, the campion nacional, la 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 la, supporting Ale, la 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 la, supporting Ale, la la la. O Sporting é campeão em 2020 <laughs> So, Emurin, Quads, every single one of them. Everyone, like, everyone says Caralho like six yeah, times. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying Caralho, because they said, <laughs> and I support Caralho. You know what I'm saying? Caralho, <laughs> it's a, it's a great, Honestly, it's my favorite word in the Portuguese uh, gíria, if I'm being honest, is Caralho. And even yesterday during the fucking parade, uh, uh, I was watching just very little on Sporting TV, Every, including the players, all of them. Caralho this, caralho that. It's amazing, man. So I'm going to I agree. Olha, um vai um, vão todos, caralho. Caralho. I'm a caralho, meu, I'm done. Facts. Uh, Christian, how did you see the game, bro? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I was probably, I realized at about, like, over halfway through that, I had, was just standing the entire time, just pacing around, watching it. Uh, I mean, I just constantly lived in the fear of, like, Ellis just doing some, like, individual work on, like, one of, like, the rare opportunity that they actually had to, like, get it forward. And Joe Gums beats two guys, crosses it in, and he has, like, a fucking stunning finish. Ah, oh, man, I just... Lived in fear of that the entire time, just watching us miss chance after chance after chance after chance. But in the end, I honestly, I like the. I saw someone in the comments uh, mention it. Paulinho's uh, speed speedo, literal swimming team cap. Drip is what you call it, Christian. 
trip. <laughs> it was so funny, man, to see him out there. But yeah, yeah. He was he was honestly one of the most emotional immediately because yeah, I guess he 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 did overcome a lot of stuff and he in the end he he did he did get the job done for us in a historic game. So he'll forever be remembered for that no matter what. Yeah, I mean that's that's how I lived the game. Like I didn't think I thought it was everyone had good performances, right? It was like probably one of our highest XGs. Yeah, 3.4. Like, yeah, I mean, that's that's high for us for sure. That's definitely above average. You look around, you see a lot of sixes. Like, no, there's no one who had a bad game, right? It was just it was one-way traffic for the most part. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, Fox. I mean, unlucky, Nunesanche hit the post. Pot hit the post. Like we've mentioned a million times, Paulingu could have had four goals. Uh, Sam, I, I just want to also mention on the, on the little uh, swimming cap thing, I just want the record to show uh, Tiak Tomaj did it first. So, you know, some people are the originals, other people copycats. You know, what do you got to say to that, Sam? Just because they're the first doesn't mean they're the best, mate. That's, that's all I'm saying. Hey, I like that. <laughs> but but, how did you uh, see this game, bro? On the topic, actually, I think we have to give the, the mean man of the match to Tiago Tomas. His little <laughs> strut as he was walking out, his, his Instagram live after the game, like... <laughs> Bro, that's put him so high in my estimation. Like watching that, him was literally the funniest thing. That picture with the glasses, the green glasses, and the little, little the, thing the, up the, here. The, yeah. <laughs> the best picture I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but I'm not sure if you saw this part. Uh, Asugo, uh, this obviously 16 year old, not not legal to drink. He was drinking iced tea. It's like <laughs> everyone else is drinking beer. He's got like a little iced tea. But um, Lipton. <laughs> Yeah, I, th I think it was uh, I think it was the peach one as well. So he, he <laughs> makes some good choice was, at least. I was just about to ask which one it was: lemon, peach. That's funny. <laughs> but no, uh, in terms of the game, like I said, I didn't get really see much of it. I watched the highlights uh, uh, today when I woke up, but it was just, you know, it was one of them games. If you watch from like a neutral standpoint, you obviously see Sporting dominate. But I know I said this a lot this last year, but if, if this was a George Jesus team or Sirius or Kaiser. Mate, we're losing this 2-1. There is no doubt in my mind that happens. Or we don't even score. But like uh, like Chris said, Paulinho was obviously... I think he probably had the most pressure on him bar like Ruben Amorima Verandas. But um, just watching everyone in London as well, like celebrating. Like I, I shared a moment giving my brother and my dad a hug. And like Yo, hugging bigger random strangers. Bigger than Manchester City on the same day. Literally. Uh, so many people commented that on, on the tweet I posted saying that... <laughs> Saying that we we we're bigger than the city, but I mean that moment. Like I wish I could relive it. it. Only happened yesterday, but like hugging my dad, hugging my brother, random strangers, like celebrating with everyone. Uh, the, the the police come down at half time and they were chanting a uh, a policia lampiao and we were like shouting at them. Uh, they they came at the end as well, uh, and we were celebrating on the streets, blocking traffic. I felt bad for some of the people who literally just had to drive home, but. I mean, it was honestly one of the best feelings in the world. And obviously, being from, what, 2002, 2001, when we last won it, I was like two, three years old. This is literally the first time I got to experience it properly. Yeah. And, like, it's everything that like, I wanted it to be. And to, to Steph, what he said earlier about all the Porto Mifika fans, don't let anyone tell you that this isn't deserved or that we shouldn't celebrate because we've not won it in 19 years. Like, what stupid logic? Like, Leicester... 2015, 2016. Can you imagine them not celebrating because they were like, "Oh, we've not won it before, so we might not celebrate." But like, <laughs> just, just, just don't listen to them. They're, they're, they're 
jealous, they're salty, whatever you want to call them. But it's like Steph said as well, uh, your uh, our friend of the podcast, Patrick the Quarter, messaged me saying congratulations. Uh, uh, personally, I used to do the PT Footy podcast with Kevin. Messaged me as well. You know, they are there are some good Porto Mifique fans out there. But anyway, back on track. The game was was nerve wracking. I don't care how much we dominated. There was always that one chance. I thought. You know, I'm so used to be getting let down by this team. Uh, Avs comes to mind in the the final. Uh, Maritimo on the final day of the 17-18 season where we choked, uh, was it second place or third place? Oh, it feels so good to say we, we did it. Like, we didn't choke it. Like, it, it, looked, it looked stressful at times, you know, 10 points clear to only being six. But, you know... It was so good. And I will say one thing. I'm not sure if you're going to get into it later, Danny, but I see in the comments saying it. Uh, you have Verandas out. You have Verandas in. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is no secret we are pro Bruno de Cavallo. The man came on the podcast and we, we got called out by a few people a few weeks ago, if you, you guys remember about being uh, anti-Verandas, whatever. And like to give credit, look what he's done. Just this last month, European uh, futsal champions and the first Premier League title in 19 years. You've got to give the man credit and Hugo Viana. Like they took a massive gamble on Ruben Amorim. And to be fair, I don't think any of us thought it was a great move, great gamble, but it, it's paid off. And like, I, I don't, he, he's growing on me. I can't lie. And it's because, you know, as much as I love Bruno de Cavalli and all the, and you know, there's presence before that, they didn't manage to win a league title. And I know that's not just due to football, there's politics behind that as well. But it's it's two in his in his tenure, correct me if I'm wrong, Verandas has won two futsal champions leagues yep. and he's also won us the league. And I think yeah. he's he's got the most couple t- tops like, of trophies. the Ligas, four trophies, I think, right? For the I think he's, yep. he's he's got the most of um, before maybe two thousand uh, per season. I think it was uh the most trophies per season. He has, or something like that, oh, okay. or in something. I, I I read that record too yesterday. Yeah, like I mean, I I don't really like the guy personally, and like the way he got to power is a bit suspicious. But mm-hmm. there is no doubt in my mind that like I'm not gonna discredit the man. I'm not gonna say oh he got lucky. Call it what you want. He he bought Amorim, paid the buyout clause. He bought everyone Amorim wanted. You know. We've used the academy, and a lot of that is down to Amorim. But the guy who hired it did was Verandas, and like I mean, as much as I don't like him, there is no, I don't see him losing any sort of election anytime soon. With what he's done, I, I, I can't see anyone saying getting him out. But like I mean, I don't like him, but I will give him all the credit in the world. The, the transfers, like of Dumbia and all them players, all is forgiven in, in <laughs> football terms, not in politic, politics it, terms. Yes, in football yes, terms, yes, yes. fuck it. <laughs> Clean slate for you. But like, uh, took a gamble. Except they're still on the books and they're going to all be back next summer, but I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, he took a gamble. And like Paul said in the, in the comments there, it'd be interested in how he invests it. If Amarim stays, if anyone stays, you know, Amarim does have a buyout clause, I'm pretty sure. So if one of the big teams come and get it. 30 mil. Who knows? Hey, Fika, 30 mil. Pays 
<laughs> wouldn't surprise I've seen me, them spend more stupid, more worse, you know? Uh, yeah. But you listen, I, you're right, Sam. And I was going to get into it, but let's get into it right now because it is a good debate to get into, I think, uh, and a necessary debate, especially now more than ever. Um, and you're right. He gambled. I think the, the fine margins, in my eyes at least, is on uh, Brun Carvalho's all-in, you know, going for Jorge Zuz. It didn't pan out, and it, you know, he basically lost everything, right, as you do in all-ins. Um, and and, just, and just, whatever it is, he's paid well. off. He won everything. To give credit to Bruno Cavallo, on a, an article yesterday, he gave credit to Verandas, he gave credit to Amorim. Yeah. Like, people would think that he was just going to not say anything or he wanted us to lose, but we, we spoke to the guy. He wanted us to win. He wants us to win everything, and it shows the character of him. Like, I mean, he gave credit where I was due, and I think that in, in the way he left, I think that takes a lot of balls, a lot of like masculinity to do that. So, so fair play to them. Exactly. Exactly. But more so than that, and, and, and like Brun Carvalho said and well, and like Brun Mascarenhas came on the pod and said and well, and I think what we've been uh, reiterating uh, since the start of the podcast, it's 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 not necessarily a trophy. It's not the Verenda's trophy. It's, it's it's our trophy. It's Spartan's trophy, you know, and, and whether we, we might be a pro Brun Carvalho and, and for a lot of time we've been staying Verenda's out, but it's only because for most of his presidency... I mean, Verandas just showed us little to nothing in terms of helping the, the team grow and, and doing right by the club. Okay, this year has been phenomenal. Um, and, and there's a lot of people coming out. And again, let, we'll, let's get into this debate um, about whether we want Verandas in and out. But uh, I know if things change next year and if this time next year we're, we're in fourth or fifth, it, knock on wood, it doesn't happen. But then that conversation starts right back up. Um, but um, uh, Steph, I'll I'll shoot it to you. Verenda Jin, Verenda Zhao. What's your opinion on this? And um, yeah, I mean, it's that's easy a question to to answer actually. So we elect our presidents for for a term. So when when we elect our presidents for a term, that's what it is. They has to stay for the full. Term. We have to stop in uh, in wanting to to uh, fire presidents before the term is over because uh, it's expensive as well. Uh, every time you have a Nassimilage at all, it's, uh, what is it, 160,000 euros? It's not peanuts. Um, and he he won the elections. Um, it don't matter what people think, if they think he won in a cheating way or whatever, but he won against Bundito. And uh, that's that's the, 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 the way the elections are set. It's the way he won the elections. So if we don't do that, then we have to change in Assembly General. The way it is set up now is the, the more years you have associated with Sporting, the more your vote counts. But that's before Fernandez. That's not his fault. We can blame the man for, for the voting system the way it is now when it's been implemented from several years ago. That's number one. Number two, he won the election first square, so now he's 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 gonna have to stay until next year. What is it, June two thousand twenty-two? So, so that, that look at it. So let's say if he doesn't win the elections, another one wins the election. Bundito, if he run, runs again, or somebody else, then that new president will have to stay for three years. But we can on wanting to to fire presidents because. Uh, it's the flavor of the day because that brings a lot of inconsistency and our club needs consistency. They need Union. Union Faz Forza. 
a bola vem a, a, a Bruno Carvalho supporter, a mola is going to be a Bruno Carvalho supporter. I'll never deny that. But at the same time, I'm, I'm capable of saying that Vers and Luke Vienna, they've done a great job. And why am I saying this? It's not because we won the championship. It's because uh, what what they did was they gambled with Ruben Amorim. And then we saw what happened. A great communicator, a great coach, a great guy that basically elevated and Sportingismo when he's not even Sportingista. I mean, it might be a little bit more now because he knows the culture of the club, but all of that we owe to to Rumurin because if you follow his career, he started Casa Casa Pia. There's a there's a um, I think El Sabbath, the magazine Sabbath. They they uh, they were talking about his career when he initiated his coaching career, which was a Casapia. They had no conditions, and he got there, and he was his gent, he was firm, he was very, you know, demanding, and he got it his way. And that's they won the championship. His first championship was with Casapia, actually. It doesn't matter if it was the third third division, second division, whatever it might be. Twenty one is first, and then they knew since that day they knew this guy's going to be a great coach. Because of the way he is, and Uk Vienna knew him, and this one is on Uk Vienna. It's not so much on Verandas; it's on Uk Vienna. Verandas passed Uk Vienna as the director, and and he said, get, "Go get me a good coach." And he said, "I want Ruben Amorim, but he's going to cost him ten million dollars or euros." And he believed in him. He believed in the project. And I don't know if you guys remember the first day that that presentation of Ruben Amorim, they said. Uh, you were expensive. What about if that? What about if this doesn't work? And they responded this way: What about if it does work? And it did work. He was so confident about himself, and he basically the only thing he demanded was, "Let me pick my players. We'll do it together." I think what he didn't pick was Buhu and Adam. That was already pre-done by the uh, the scouting department. It paid off, and you know. To wrap it up, I'm glad that we got Ruben Amorim, and I hope he stays for many years. I don't see him leaving anytime soon. He makes good money as well, and he deserves it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but Just got uh, a fat bonus confirmed as well. I don't know when that's going to hit his minute. check, but it'll be coming in the next yeah. check, or if not this one, the one after. Yeah, <laughs> one million plus 2.3. Uh, but <laughs> what I'm going to tell you is the following. Verandas in until his, his full term is is uh, is expired. When he has to go for re-elections again, it'll be a new season. It, it it's gonna have to be a winning season again. But if you look, if you look at the at the uh, modalidades, if you look at everything all together, the only modalidad that we basically we lost, we're not gonna be champions. It's volleyball because it's over. But they won the Taça Portugal, which I think I didn't think they would, but they did. They pulled it off. But we won a bunch of titles this year, and people forget that. But I don't forget that. We won in football, praia, campeões nacionais, atletismo, campeões nacionais, senhores e senhores. We won in rugby, ladies, campeões nacionais. We won two taças Portugal with the ball team. We won, we won a taça da Liga and a taça Portugal with our futsal team. 
we we won the uh, UEFA Champions, uh, Champions League with with the futsal team. Uh, we on the verge uh, of winning or potentially winning the uh, basketball uh, playoffs against Benfica and then clinch. Okay, but it's looking good. We won against Barcelos, and then the game uh, it'll be the following week because now it'll be the uh, uh, the UEFA Okay, Patins Championships games this weekend, and uh, so we are in all fronts except of uh, handball because we lost against Porto and Dragon. We had to win, and that's over. Porto will win. They have a better team, uh, but besides that, uh, the, the ladies are in, in first place. Uh, so they could clinch the, the title as well at home against Benfica. They have a Braga game and then Benfica. Even if they lose a Braga, they have to win against Benfica and then we clinch the, 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 the league. So we are doing really well in everything else. And and one thing that uh, Sporting says they were criticizing Verandes was modalidades. but they never look at the other way, which was Verandes and and that's paying off because when you you are you you're a champion of UEFA Champions League with Tomas that's 19 Yuziki that's 19 years old and then you have six more juniors in your bench it says something and if you have a lot of talent in Portugal they're looking at Sporting even the Benfica supporters and say, well, I want to go play for that club because they will give me a chance. If I play for Benfica and Porto, they're not going to give me a chance. Ustedes Conceição de Jesus, they're not going to give me a chance. I'd rather go next door. And that's a good thing because there's interpostal formation. And that's the way to go. We don't have that much money. Everyone knows that. Porto is broke. Benfica is broke as well. So what Veranda is doing is being realistic. You know, I want to lose some good players like Gita, uh, possibly Nunmens, you know, uh, Rocha. I'm going flip, flipping and flapping with modalidades in football because these players, when, when somebody says uh, uh, Barcelona, you know, in, in futsal says, hey, we're going to pay you the triple, you can, you can, there's nothing you can do. You have to let him go, you know. And Nunmens will be the same thing if a Leicester. Or Manchester United or Manchester City says, hey, we're going to pay you $5 million a year. Sport is going to have to let him go as long as they pay the fee that, we, you know, we deserve, of course. But it's just the way. But, uh, you know, Veranda's in. Let him finish his term. Let's see how everything plays out. And whatever, whoever is the next president, let him finish his term as well. That's the way it's supposed to be. We elect someone for the three, three four years, leave them alone for three years. And Veranda is a proof of that. We left him alone, not really, because we he, he, he did get a lot of people contesting him. You don't you don't have to leave them alone. They work for us, so we don't have to leave them alone. No, I, I know, but but we I mean have is, we obviously we recognize their their elect their their term, right? But I don't think someone else is the president. I think he's the president, right? But, but constantly fucking bringing up Veranda's Veranda's out, Veranda's out, Veranda's out doesn't help. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, fair. Oh. How about you, Chris? Caralho. Uh yeah, I mean he, he yeah, like like ever echoing uh, everyone else, like obviously all the credit in the world 
for this season. This season put together great. We've credited him along the way, definitely, with his acquisitions, right? Hitting on basically every single player that, that he brought in this season, which, to be fair, right, is the opposite of what happened the season before, where everyone that he brought in was Eduardo and Dumbias and Hesse's, bro. It was shambles, mate. <laughs> so a complete opposite of that, right? So, but it's what, what have you done for me lately? All is forgiven for that. Because he's put together a great season this year, right? He's entrusted his guy. Like Verandas is he's the he's the he's the figurehead, right? He's in charge of hiring the people that, and then the people that are around him that that greatly influence him. And I mean, it definitely it paid dividends. It could not have possibly worked out better. Um this season. I mean, the the qualms I've always had with Verandas have been like, you know. His, like his treatment of the saucius, you know, like undemocratic practices in general, um, you know, his relationship to the fans, um, his constant war with the clacks, which kind of definitely, definitely got put on the back burner a lot this season because there was no fans in the stadium. So, I mean, I feel like he has an opportunity right now to extend an olive branch if he really wants to, um, you know, fans will be back eventually. Right. There was, Saw some unnecessary scenes last night with like you know he could have could have put out a statement you know standing up for the fans right you know they're they're probably not gonna probably not gonna do that they're probably just gonna tiptoe around it I mean like I feel like Verandas is gonna operate as Verandas he's gonna the the people like us he's gonna you know constantly antagonize us in ways you know like constantly surrounding himself with guys like Paul Foot right who will. You know, and he, he's always going to do stuff like that. And it, it's always going to, you know, piss me off, you know. And I feel like some of the stuff he does sometimes, it's like to, to, to qualm with like a couple thousand people out there. So, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I've also, one of the other qualms that we've had is that there's been no opposition to, to, to Verandas, right? So it's not like, oh, we, 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 we don't back him because we're backing X. Like they're literally, it, X doesn't exist, right? He's got a he's got a monopoly right now, right? <laughs> and he's and he's won the title, like Steph touchdown, uh, before you know, good season with modalities as well. Um, you know, I think that this season, like that stat, like we're definitely. I think we're gonna get like castaways from Benfica and Porto academies. Like I think we're gonna pick up a couple key guys like that because they they just got the best sales pitch that anyone could ever give them was this season, you know. Emory does not play games, right? If you have the quality, he'll put you right in. No questions asked, you know? Um, and that's... Chris, I, mean, I don't mean to cut you off. You are 100% correct because next year, the uh, the junior team, uh, they'll play the youth league. So it's a plus. True, true, true. Yeah, that is huge. Yeah, I, I miss those games, man. Youth league before the fucking the singers. Man, back to the good old days of like 2016, man. <laughs> still in college good times <laughs> uh but yeah yeah i mean so i guess that's basically where i stand right it, it's 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 tough to it's tough to say verandas in or out right because um i mean obviously i i thought he's had a great season i i personally don't support the man but honestly yesterday like how he acted thought he carried himself very well like i thought he acted like the most relatable he's acted like i've seen him act like 
He didn't, he did not seem like a robot yesterday. He seemed like a human being. He's showing emotions. At one time he was up there with Pedro Puenza before any of the players got there. He's like, whoo, doing one of these, like, holy shit, this is real. You know, like he was doing like relatable shit that made me smile yesterday. Um, and even in that video, that's pretty good speech, man. I'm not gonna lie. That's a pretty good speech by Venandez. Um I don't know. Finally. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many times he did that over the course of the season, you know. I definitely think that that was a special occasion. But, I mean, I'm a sucker for a good speech, and that was that was a good speech. I'm going to use as well, you know. Great. But, but I mean, to give this credit, you know, since that's the topic here. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot remains to be seen, right, because I think a big, big thing is relationship with the Saucius, relationship with the fans, right? And, right, there's still a, a budget to be approved. There's going to be fans coming back in the stadiums. Like, is, is Didatidivu, are they not allowed to have flags still? You know, are you still going to be doing that type of shit? Like, so we'll, we'll see what he does. But, yeah, yeah. All, all, to, the yeah. all the credit this season. You know, he'll go down in the history of this club, you know. Just to add to that as well, uh, I agree with what you said about um, extending the olive branch, like the, the fans. And I think if he was clever... And if he really wanted to unite sporting, and this might just be my personal opinion, but we've been talking about it for ages. Then he he said before that he'd make Bruno de Cavalli a social if he was proven innocent in court. He was. I think now is the perfect time. Uh, Bruno de Cavalli extended the olive branch his way. It'd be nice if Randa said like the other way that we'll in, uh, make you a social again. I don't think it will happen, but I think it it might. But. In terms of what Chris said about being a robot, I was watching today, and don't oh, actually it might have been yesterday. I was watching Kawhi Leonard interviews, and he reminds me so much of Randall. Just like the way he is in interviews, like no emotion, <laughs> just like straight to the camera, like proper robot. But no, uh, yeah, I mean, if if he was clever, extend the olive branch to Bruno Valio, extend the olive branch to the fans. And let Trevante Williams on the Sporting 160 EN podcast. <laughs> he really, I mean, if, if he, he, if he could do like three very simple things yeah. at the snap of a fingers and we'd have to look up, is there term limits to the sporting presidency, you know? Mm -hmm. um, because he really could consolidate a lot around himself right now. Um, that's up to him, right? <laughs> Yeah, and, can and, someone send Verandas this podcast just so he knows that we're like supporting him? Just, just, just so he's aware. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, and now I'm, not, I'm about to ruin it with what I'm about to say, but it's. Oh, I God. mean, it also helps that the the season where he's the most quiet is the one where champions as well. And I, but but more so than that, I think it's also. I mean, I have a of course, I, like Christian just said, uh, I don't personally like the man, but more so than the man, I, I don't like the people behind the club that are running it as well, like like the yeah. Rogeri Wilds, you know, and and the way he came about back into the club is is was my biggest gripe with Verandes from day one, is because Rogeri Wilds, I only found out he was part of Verandes' team the moment Verandes got elected, um, and that's a different conversation in itself. In terms of Verandes, I'm with I'm with all of you, um, where I mean he bought him he bought himself more time. And and like you just said, Sam, and and I think it's it's the best way to unite the fans, truly unite the fans. Because even yesterday, um, within people with the club, we heard the discourse of uh, you know a lot of people shat on on Brun Carvalho in the, or on Verandas in this administration. You know now look at uh, who's champions, blah blah blah. I think the easiest way to unite is what you were saying. You know, extend an olive branch to, uh, if not Brun Carvalho, whatever. I understand that there's other things behind that, and you know. 
making Bruno Carvalho sócio might hurt him in the long run in terms of the a next election or a future election. Um, but at least, at least establish a better relationship with the fans now that we're champions, now that everybody's in a good mood. Um, now that, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of still sad that there's been little to nothing being said on Spartans and unless I missed it on the, uh, on the abuse of the police yesterday, I think, um, in my eyes, at least from Toronto, you know, it seems like it's just a hands off, like, Oh, I mean, we plan this and it's just like, I don't know. I mean, like. What do you yeah. mean? It's like you, 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 you took a. It seems like everyone took a like a weird hands off approach, and yeah, I mean, it's just. But and it's not even. It's not even. I'm not even asking for them to either um, give responsibility to the police or take on. I'm not even asking that. I'm just saying, you know, like some sort of message to the fans. Like, listen, I I know things got a little crazy, but we thank you for the support. Blah blah blah. Like at least some sort of little mention from it. I. My dad was telling me, um, I don't know if it was the President of Republica or who it was, some sort of government official was at least saying uh, that they're going to investigate police uh, conduct from last night. Um, you know, if the government could say some shit like that, the, the, the incompetent Portuguese government, I mean, come on, as a club, say something about your fans. You know, that's that's maybe one little gripe that I might have from last night. But I mean, in terms of Varanda Generado, I'm, I'm with all of you guys. Let's, you know, and, and I think we've been this in this sign, sort of position since day one. You know he has a four-year term to com to to complete. You know, let him let him run it. But as you said, uh, Christian and well, we are servants of the club as well. If we don't like a way a club is being run, especially last season, we we can't. I know we're champions now, and it's easy to say because it's it's a what are you doing for me now business. But especially last season, I mean, look at the way the club was run from modalities to the soccer team. It was a joke. It was, what a joke of a transfer window. Of course, we have every right to be mad. It was one of our worst seasons last season. Flip side to this season. He outsourced the job to bad people. And this season, he outsourced the job to good people. Perfectly. He outsourced the, exactly. media, the media social team that they hired, whatever Perfectly. company. They fired X, like a company that's like seven letters. like, And then they had a new acronym company. And the new one, way better than the old one, right? They had fire content like all season. Like, yeah. Good. He, it's a good, it's like a good, he put himself around the right people, right? I don't know. Exactly. I mean, is George Menz going to give us some good guys next year? Is he going to fucking try to move them all and take like 40% fees with Nunu Menz on some like Fabu Vieta shit? Like, I mean, like I, there's just a lot that remains to be seen, but like, I, I want sport. Like there was a, a comment or question about it. Like, like let's, 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 let's build from here. Right. Like let's like, you've established that you have the great, the best Academy in Portugal. Yeah. Right. Like, I like, think personally the best media team currently. I don't see yeah. Benfica or Porto popping out anywhere yeah. near like, the good content. Maybe we're just winners and it's that good, but the, the Porto media the team, especially like the social media like people like David Fernandes and uh, Francisco Marx are they're fucking dope. terrible. So there's no competition there. Yeah. But, um, as well, I think we've needed stability, whether that's the president, the manager, the players. We needed that for at least the last four or five years. Uh, even the, the 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 back end of Bruno de Carvalho's term, uh, his last term, I think we did need that stability that we didn't have, and I think now we're finally getting there. You know, everyone's behind the manager. Media and drives a lot of the narratives too, and mm -hmm. there's like I saw a comment earlier about the no war in the press. Like, yeah, there's no war in the press because like the the this guy is with the like the press is backing him, right? There was only a war in the press because he didn't. They didn't back the last guy, right? He this guy. 
Record has scoops the night of every like record will never criticize because I mean that's the trade-off, right? You get the super inside access for fealty to the source of the information, you know? Yeah, and as well as just one thing I, I don't think we mentioned on, on the video you said about Renner's making the speech. I think it's clear to, to see that the players also have a good working relationship with him and they seem to respect him. So I think that also works well in our favour if we've got a president, if the players get along with them and, you know, the management team gets along with them. I know they really don't have much of a choice, but it's just good for that morale. And it does show on the pitch, so, you know, fair play. Yep. Facts. I mean, Paulinho gives you the stamp of approval. I mean, we just have to shut up and, and, and agree with it, right? Like, he's, he's our king. Um, but no, yeah, facts, guys. Yeah, really really well done. I actually really wanted to do a, a Varenda's in or out debate podcast. We can probably still do it, especially as the as the time develops. But, I mean, like as we've been saying and as we've been echoing not only this season but this podcast right now, credit to Varenda's. You know, he deserves a round of applause for that because he has put on a, a great season. We mocked his Manchester City uh negotiations the first two years of the rumors but i mean pedro poro's been a beast well i hope he stays right uh he's been amazing for us um, how, how good how good was that paperwork and that deal that they negotiated a year ago how good was it yeah. i hope it was like very good no loopholes otherwise fuck <laughs> he has me a little nervous though because i did see a clip of him on sporting tv or was it uh sport maybe it was sport tv and the the commentator asked if he was staying next season and he sort of shrugged it off, at saying like, "Ah, oh, we'll see, we'll see." Like, if, we do Demi Rals, if, we do, if he gets Demi Rals, I'm okay with that. Is that that's, out, that's where we just buy him and then immediately flip him for twice oh, or three times as it. much, but right? I did, I did, if we I just did. lose him, period, because they just take him back and he just plays for Man City next season, that's fucked because he's on a two oh. fucking year loan, and we have an option to buy. Like, if he gets out of that, we didn't we didn't close all the loopholes, you know. I think we're gonna buy him. Buy and sell. I'm okay. Yeah. His value is at all time high as yeah. well. Like he's yeah, I, I, he's not played for City. They've got Jarl Cancelo, one of the best right in the world. He so. gives us an all time season at right back, and then we make like 15 mil off him, 20 mil off him. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah because 100%. I think it's eight point. In it, eight point five. We need to buy him for. Yeah, it's yeah. like eight or nine point five. I've seen both reported, to be honest. Like yeah, a million so times. eight eight point five—that's nothing. We can sell them for thousand uh, at least. Twenty-five, thirty—you would think twenty-five, right? Fair valuation for him. Yeah. Buy for nine, sell for twenty-five. Uh, okay. Put right in the pocket. in there money. as well. Not Easy like money. Five percent sell-on fee. Yeah. Some like title fees wherever he goes, like right around this deal with Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. And and I mean develop develop a better relationship with City as well. Who I mean, they're a small club as we mentioned earlier, but uh, for some reason they have some great players and some good uh, money behind them. You know, maybe they can loan us uh, some Super League players. You know, you never. They know. have a lot of our youth players as well. They had the Felix Correa from us for a bit, and uh, there's one guy who's absolutely killing it for them in the in the I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the younger prem, Premier Premier League Two or something like that. They have. One of our academy players playing for them is being fantastic. So maybe it will be the start of like a, a working relationship. Facts. Facts. Um, truthfully, I don't even know where to go from here, to be honest. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about one thing, right? And is it, I like that smile. Is it what I think it is? <laughs> I, I don't think so. William okay. Cavalier, Rui Patricia, and all oh. there on social media is what I was going to go for. There is, I'm in, in, I'm divided, right? Because on one hand, without them leaving, 
And if they stayed, we might have never won a title. We might still be in third, fourth, whatever place. So part of, part of me is grateful that they left because obviously it led us to this. However, they should not be saying, oh, yeah, the club of my heart, we won, yeah, we won. It's like, not we. You didn't win shit. You fucked off, mate. Like, <laughs> no, it's ours, you blew not yours. It. You blew it and then fucked off, actually, in that order. <laughs> and if you look at all the players as well, Rafael Leal's obviously have to pay us back. That's fine. But we mentioned it in the last podcast. Rui Patricio is, is being sort of hated by, I wouldn't say hated, but he's got a mixed bag of, of horse fans saying some want him to stay, some saying he drives to the airport. Like, I mean, William Cavallo has been injured most of the season. I'm not sure how well Betis are doing. Ruben Ribeiro came back for the Portuguese for one season and then went back to Turkey, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to think who else. Podence is, is killing it at Wolves, to be fair. But, like, apart from Podence, I really don't think any of them had Jelson. great careers. Yeah, yeah no, I've, I've not heard of him. He's not getting much ages. burned. Monaco's he, doing well, but he's he not like, getting burned. He, like, hit a ref and then sucked, but sucked before he hit the ref, too. Yeah, like, I mean... Fuck them, but like, thank you. I guess you guys are forgetting one, Ruben Ribeiro. No, he said Ruben does he even get into Gil Vicente? Like, currently, is he no, still there? Is it? I don't know. That's another good question. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, those guys, like, I mean, they just they're they're, they're like. I guess they they probably feel like some. They definitely feel jealousy. Like I bet they, I hope they feel jealous because yeah. they they deserve to feel the jealousy. Maybe maybe a little guilt. I don't know. I don't know what those guys think about it. But I, I think they feel. I mean, uh, I fuck them all. Like it, I don't. I think they're they all. I think they feel remorse and they, and they what they've done, but now it's too late. Yeah, I I, I, back. I just I'm back. you're back. You're back. One funny thing before, and I'll pass it right back to you, Sam. The funny thing that I seen was on uh, on um, Rui Patricio Williams and Podence's post on congratulations to the uh, Sporting Campeon, blah blah blah. Almost identical. Uh, the uh, the comments underneath, same way their fucking letter of uh, of letter of season, identical as well. Those fucking rap bastards. Not even on congratulating the team. Can you be a little fucking original? Fuck you guys. like Nuno Mendes Anyways, go ahead, Sam. But no, just to just to say that as well, you've got players who, you know, sort of treated unfairly. Ristovsky, you had not yeah. I wouldn't say Wendell was treated unfairly, but these players who genuinely loved the club and wasn't their fault for leaving Vieto as well. Scalotto, I think, posted stuff. It's like those are players who still care. And like I mean Cedric like, Suarez. Yeah, Cedric. I, I, I can't think one. of anyone else. Yeah. I, can't, I can't think of anyone on top of my head, but like, these are players that love the club. <laughs> Great yeah, ex-player, Bart. Great ex-player. <laughs> Future player. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck the rats, but, you know, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I'm going to, on a similar topic to Christian, because uh, it wasn't that long ago I was thinking the same thing. I think it was last game. Um, Palinger or William Carvalho, take your bias aside. I, I think we can all recognize that William Carvalho was a great player. At the time, he was my favorite player at Sporting, and uh, he was up there in terms of my favorite all-time players. I also do love my I do love a good CDM that can pass the ball and win some tackles. But between the two of them, and from what I've seen this season and from what I can remember from, from William Carvalho's best season, I'll say it's 2016 because he, he helped us in that, and even in the Euros as well. He helped us immense, uh, immensely in, in that tournament. 
I'd have Paul, uh, I'd have Pelina all hands down every day of the week currently. Um, tackling is a much better. Maybe his ball movement is the only thing that William currently beats him on. But defensive positioning better, tackling 10 times better, um, aerial uh, 10 times better. I don't know if you guys want to chime in on that or not. Uh, yeah. Who would you have, William or Pelina? Pelina for me. I agree with everything you said. Pelina can also strike the ball. William could never yeah. shoot. I remember he scored like one outside the box goal and it was like the luckiest thing. Man, like every he... time he would shoot from outside the box, I would cringe. How about yeah. even a penalty? <laughs> He was I lucky to score that one penalty on Tassel I never Liga. trusted him with PKs either. He missed oh. in the Euro under twenty one final as well. Like I knew it's so obvious that he was gonna miss that. Like yeah, you just didn't I didn't trust him in the way that I trusted Pilinga. Yeah, yeah, plus Pilinga definitely filled up the field in a way that I've never seen anyone at sports thing. You know? Have you seen what, how he played yesterday? Pelinga? Amazing. Fucking he, he when he thought that the, the right corridor was was uh was was um, impossible to play. You just sh- shifted to the left, like with those long passes, precise, <laughs> like missiles. I was like, "Wow!" I didn't know yeah. he had the quality of doing such. And he, he did like a hand. Yeah, he still has room to grow for sure. But like, yeah, that's He's where starting... he has room to grow. But yeah, he showed flashes yesterday for sure. Yeah, and for that, I have to thank uh, Dave's team. <laughs> yeah, fuck. thank you, Dave. Uh, thank you, Braga. Listening today, but um, because he, he, Braga developed him, but guess yeah. what? Who, who was it, Braga? Ruben Amorim. Yeah. <laughs> so and that coaching. Them, and he wants he wants Skyu back. I like Skyu. I'm not gonna say I don't like him. Um, and if he wants him, because he, he knows, so. I'm just saying, if if uh, it's worth it to negotiate Zgayu, I know we don't like Salvador, <laughs> but uh, he's just gonna want inflated price, and it just sucks to just like be beat. Yeah. Like he was already here, and we let him yeah. go. I know. Now we're gonna yeah. pay an inflated fee for him. Fuck. <laughs> That's George Zuz's fault because I was against him when he when when he first left. Yeah, I was pissed because he's guy. There was a point where we were playing like. I don't. I can't remember if uh, Je- maybe Jefferson was injured. But we forced. We kept on forcing Bruno Cesar at left back. I think mm-hmm. he's guy who maybe made like a twenty-minute appearance at left back because Bruno Cesar maybe took a knock, and he did well. And then never featured at left back again. Obviously, couldn't maybe get ahead of Scaloso, even though in the last game against Maritim, maybe he should have. Um, but it was a mistake he's, to let him go. I'm 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 all good with these guys coming the, back. At the say. time, I'll admit. At the time, I was on the fence. Right, I could have gone either way. I was like. This guy, this guy, kind of is really like. I just thought like he he kind of reminded me too much of Paul Ferreira in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an ira- like, rational or ra- irrational. I don't know. I just despise Paul Ferreira. Um, <laughs> like, and I I thought as guy kind of reminded me of him, so I was on the fence. But I mean, he's definitely gotten so much better since then. Since those yeah. days, he was young, right? He was probably like 18, 19 at that time. He was young, on like from the academy. So, I mean, yeah. for under, I mean, what's a reasonable fee for a guy like this guy? Like three or three to five? They're gonna want like, I think they're gonna, gonna want, want like, like eight. They want a I think they'll probably go for Paulinho levels, but I think it only depends if, if Poro goes. Why are we hiring a right back if, if Poro is here? I know he can play a bit on the wing, but what's mm-hmm. the point? Unless, unless they know so we don't and Poro's leaving, but alternate, a real alternate for him next season. But that's an expensive alternate. 
By the way, as well, I I don't want Carlos Mane back. <laughs> I really, I don't. We don't need Carlos Mane back. He's a nice, nice guy, but why? <laughs> he doesn't play for you. I've really. You know don't watch, do you watch Gonzalo on YouTube? <laughs> uh, I I heard the name. Yeah. Look look him up. Look him up, and you'll know why about uh, Carlos Mane. I think it's either fifty uh, FIFA eighteen or nineteen, bro. You'll you'll see why, bro. <laughs> That's a joke for anybody that watches Gonzalo. They know the reference. <laughs> But no, I, I, I agree. I, agree. I wouldn't back. want him back either. And he's injury prone. And he's not going to be well on the right wing back position. I don't think either. Yeah. We've got better players coming up, I think. And we've got Plata still here and Jovan and all these players who play right wing. We don't need Carlos Mane. As much as uh, I liked him when he was here, but I mean, injury prone. I think he'd done the cruciate ligament and broke his leg or something like that. But I don't, I don't think we need him, to be fair. Or do I want him? Yeah, I'm all set on Mane, probably. Same. Same. Um, only other real talking point yesterday was um, Queen Delors, uh mentioning she's going to get her son. Uh, I, 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 I was shocked that I not only seen him post on his story, I seen Cristiano post on his page. Of course, he doesn't run the fucking page. I think it's a fucking somebody paid to do it. But there's something to it. And to the Putishas and Befikistas, I just want you guys to know uh, the best player to ever play the game. He doesn't support your shit club. We, as Sporting fans, we are, they got a result today, Juve, but we are rooting for them to not get into the Champions League. Because that massively boosts our case. Because that guy fucking loves the Champions League. And he does not want to play against Skenderbao next year. Um, Okay, but. He might okay, go somewhere else to play in the Champions League, but yeah. it will make us an option, a realistic option. And That's question, all we need how, to be. How realistic is it? Because if they don't make the Champions League, and, and Ronaldo it's has tough. said himself he wants to season. play until 40. It's tough what next season because he's still got the year at Juventus. Like, we're not – Juve is going to have to terminate. Would, would Juve mutually terminate his contract if he says, I want out, and they respect, you know, one of the greatest of all time who wants to do – with his remaining years of his career, what he wants, maybe Juve would terminate it. But at the same time, like I think, I think they would. What does the transfer like, like Ronaldo look like right now? Anyways, I think in terms of wages, it, it's probably better for them to do like a mutual reset because yeah, he's probably okay. like the highest pipe. Yeah, player, he right? makes like thirty mil right from yeah. Juve a year or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like for me, I still, I, I mean, I'm a bit more confident than I was like a few weeks ago when we had this conversation. But I still think a team like PSG, if if they come in for him, he's for one, definitely going to go there. And then, and then us on the next year, and then us on the yeah. next year. But because, this, yeah. it feels like we got boosted. Our odds boosted a little bit because of this season. But yeah, it's tough. It's tough this year. Yeah, I don't see China or America in in his future. But PSG, yeah. I, I don't know how many players have won four major trophies i don't the bundesliga i think is not for him they'll be trying to get it back too right because i imagine they're gonna lose it to leal it looks like there's a couple Mm -hmm. games left it's all in real fans playing with mbappe is and neymar is probably they just locked up they just locked up neymar Mm -hmm. yeah but like Mm -hmm. if if he comes next season you heard it here first i will do that ruben amarim dance on camera for like the good hour the whole time I'll just sit, sit here doing it. I won't say anything. Just dance for the whole time. But, I'm, I mean, I'm skeptical, uh, to be honest. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed I didn't see... Uh, uh, side note. I'm a little disappointed I didn't see the Ruben Amorim dance yesterday with the... <laughs> you're on the bus right now. All I'm saying is if Ronaldo comes back 
Mordaidens is not ready, man. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're not they're having a good season this year, but yeah. It's the or F Studio, not ready, man. <laughs> but as well, what what do the wages look like for Ronaldo here? Does he, he surely he just can't go on like base value? He must need something else. Like he's gonna get like sponsorship. He's gonna, or... he's gonna be one of the highest paid, but it'll still be one fifteenth of what he's making right now. But do you think they'll do like a like a company sponsor, like one of his companies sponsorship or like they might. Just... I, yeah. I just don't see him coming. Like I know everyone's saying, "Oh, he doesn't need any more money." But he's a footballer. They all fucking do. They all—that's yeah. all they care about, really. But yeah, unless Nike pays him a part of the, the sponsorship deal, if if they can do that, but who knows? Um, maybe it'll be a uh, like he he has obviously business deals, uh, companies that he owns, right? Maybe you'll see the CR seven like hotels being sponsoring the club, so like the club is paying him like through an alternate avenue for the company sponsorship and like giving his company publicity or whatever yeah there'll be like extra stuff like that because yeah i mean a lot of money will just come in organically like if you bring back ronaldo like we're gonna have like random indian fans all of a sudden like i mean it, it really changes the whole dynamic especially of your club, you know if nike do us good and we have some sexy jerseys yeah yeah maybe yo i i've said many times we are guaranteed templates next season from nike as a first season club from nike not in their tier one Mm-hmm. There is one exception to that rule. If we get fucking Cristiano Ronaldo, that guy knows some people at Nike, and we can get some fly kids. So yeah, if we get Ronaldo, I, I like I like the uh, potential that our kids have for sure. But I was gonna say as well, there was that tweet going around. It was like Ronaldo's in the last year of his contract next season. So is Nanny. Bring them both home, and like eat on different wings, or like Ronaldo up front, <laughs> Nanny on the left, and you have like. Nuno Santos or a pot on the right. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Nani's ever going to come back. He He's just going to keep tearing up MLS. He was burned last time when he came here by Verandas as well. Yeah, that's that's one of my criticisms as well. Yeah, I can't see him coming back. Um, I mean, but it's getting to that point now. This sometimes happens in MLS where like a washed old player goes and then just starts like heating up and heating up and then they end up going back to Europe again. Like is he is Nani gonna go back to Europe next, his Latin, next this summer? Reckon. Yeah, exactly. Zlatan did it, uh Beckham did it, um Thierry Henry did it for like yeah, a month. Yeah, yeah. Like it's happened many, many times. Jordan Morris did it from Seattle. Um so is is Nani coming back to Europe this summer? If so, where? I don't know. Like that's crazy because he is Looking like he's maybe too good to be playing in MLS still, and he's only like thirty-two, right? Thirty-three. So yeah. also, I don't does know. He get I don't know. Up the Euros. Is that's he the other. Up the that's Euros? another question. Is that is that? Are we, can we speak that into existence? Do we are we have gonna? The power? Are we putting him above like Nuno Santos? Like like definitely like on the fringes, but like not even close. But like Nuno Santos was like one of the top assisters in the league. You've got players as well from like Benfica and Porto. Is he is he higher than them? Like, I don't. I mean, I'd love to see it, but he wouldn't play. I don't think. He'd just sit, sit on the bench because I know Pedro Neto's injured, right? He's out for the season, out for the Euros. Yeah. So it's like, so it's just like the main cast. You have got Ronaldo. You've got um, 
Bodence, you've got, I'm trying to think who else usually is there, Andre Silva, yeah. in terms of like attackers. I, I, would you put Nani above Gwitz, maybe? Probably not. Sounds like Skez, for sure. Uh, I think Octavio is going to make the team with one of the extra three spots, too. No, sure. I hate that guy. I, I, I just look at him. I, hate I think him. I think that, the, the, that. that that's been spoken into existence, to be honest. But we can try to speak Nani into existence to the other two spots. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro. Bangers. Only bangers. Only bangers this season. <laughs> The last season he was he was here as well, Nanny, when not, he not was like our Shabby second like. second best player. Uh, oh, like yeah. Bruno Fernandes was obviously top. But like I think Nanny was like one of our top goal scorers apart Yo, from. Yo, he scored Fernandes. a wonder goal in Kazakhstan Europa. in the Europa League. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dribbled like five guys. And on his return, he scored two way in Sichuval. Well, I was there. It was it was great fun. But Wait, you were at know. the Super Bowl game? Was that the first yeah. game of the season? Yeah, first I was game at that of the season. Game too. Yeah, his his re- return. Yeah, I was, I was quite, I was quite low actually. Like the ultras were on this side. I was actually just in that little corner there. Yeah, but like it was, it was fantastic watching him play. Like, yeah, come home, just come on. <laughs> Fair. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'm there in September for the Champions League or October. I'm not gonna lie. If, if it comes to England, for... I'll, I'll be there. True. Uh, next year, do you guys, maybe you guys know, and, and clue me in on this, I'm sure many people are, are wondering the same thing too. Do you guys know how next year's Champions League is going to be? Is it going to be like two groups of 10 or now or something it's like that? Same, or? No, it's that's until 2020, 2024 that those changes kick in. There's two yeah. more years, I think, of the same. Think, maybe three. I think the, I think the new league starts next next year, the one for... The Conference uh, League. The Conference yeah. League, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what's good with that? So, is there like is the sixth place team in Portugal get Europe too now? The fifth and yeah. sixth is the sixth because the Tassa team is already going to be in Europe no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tassa Portugal will give a, 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 a the sixth place, which will be this time. Who is it? Santa Clara or Guimarães? Guimarães? It's Guimarães for now, but it could go Santa Clara or or Moreirense. Or I think Bolin. it's at the club. Or Bolnis Sad. is two points off of sixth place. Wow. We can't. We can't have Bolnis Sad in Europe. Come on. So, so the sixth place is locked for Portugal for a few years now, because I looked at the uh, the ranking, mm-hmm. and uh, the team behind us it's the Netherlands. And the Netherlands, if you look at the layout of the, the wait, Russia got years, passed by the Netherlands. All these Ajax Champions League runs have finally yeah. propelled Holland all the way up to seventh. The, Good for the Russians, they dropped to eighth, and we have better than them the five years. So we'll be in sixth place for, for, for I would say, for five, six years, and then we have a chance to actually catch France. We just, uh, when you flip it to 2021-22, because now you could actually, uh, if, if you go to the ranking, um, we just 1.3 away from France. And France is good in the European competition. The only decent team they have is Paris Saint-Germain. And uh, we actually do better Lyon, than them Lyon the made a run last year, though. They have an off every... They have, like, a yeah. second team that usually does okay. But, yeah, we that'd be cool to pass them. Then we could actually be a top-five league. Yeah. And then when you see the stats... 
top five, but then they'll just start using top it six. Then, by one. Yep. That's what yep. they'll do. They'll start using top six. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'll go from five teams to six teams, and uh, the big one will go directly. So it's, uh, it's a big push. Was Last I gotta go uh, to tell you the sorry. truth? Whoever, whoever is coming from England in the Conference League is going to be a problem as well. Like, when Liverpool finishes sixth, bro, they are going to be a problem in the Conference League, I'm telling you. Or, yeah. like, or like Everton or Tottenham. Like, I mean, they definitely, like, threatened in the Europa League this year, and they were still kind of shit. But the Conference League, man, damn. I hope we don't play. I hope Sporting never plays in the UEFA Conference League. <laughs> or if we play it, I hope we win it. <laughs> uh, do you do I, dropouts I, from the Europa League now? Go to Conference League? Third in the group? Facts. <laughs> I only have one more last question, and then I'll let our uh, us fellow champions uh, relax. Um, how uh, how big of... Um, how big of a quest is it to, to remain undefeated? Of course, we have two more uh, games left, a big derby against uh, on Saturday against Befica, and then, of course, we have to play uh, Maritimo. Steph, I see your face, and I 1,000% agree to it, but, but what are your thoughts? Do you give a fuck if we're, if we're, if we're undefeated or if we lose? More, more importantly, if we lose to Befica on Saturday? Of course, we we always play to win. That's that's the yes. the, the lema do Sporting. Esforço de questão de vossa glória. No doubt about that. But to me, the the the, uh, the biggest uh, obstacle to overcome was to win the championship, and that's done. So if our team loses against Benfica or Maritim, am I going to be upset now? Not a little bit. Not even this much. Nothing, because I also campeão now. nós, and that's all that matters to me. It, it would be nice to to at least tie both games, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But if we lose, I, I can care less. I'm not even. We're not. Watch. We're not tying against Maritimo. Nah. We're relegating them. We're not relegating. They're yeah. not going to be relegated, unfortunately. <laughs> You're not going to watch the game stuff. No, because uh, my wife is coming down to Newport, and we're gonna be sightseeing. And since the game m- means nothing, I'm not nothing, even man. gonna watch the game. <laughs> it means nothing. The game that was important to me was sense. against Povista. Agora o Benfica Sporting que não contra para nada para feijões. That's a that's a good game to put uh, the youth, put a couple more young players to see how they react. Uh, I would put a a different uh, starting eleven. Seriously, I wouldn't give two shits about the last two games. All, all, all respect for Benfica and Maritim, of course. But those games, to me, they mean nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. I mean, nothing. É um jogo que é do caralho, meu. Facts. Listen, I was even telling my dad. I mean, of course, it'd be nice to go undefeated. And it'd be nice yeah. not to lose to Benfica. I was even telling my dad, I'd rather us play our, our, our juniors. Just to do a slap in the face to George Zouge of uh, what playing the youth can uh, can do for you, you know? And we have uh, full of potential. Full of potential. We could do it. I mean, joga guarda-redes, um jovem. Põe o Quaresma, põe o Inácio. Dario Asugo, as Richard's saying, Garrick's saying. I agree. Uzelson Fernandes, let him play. O Plata, let him play. Let all yeah. of them play. Who gives a shit? We won. We already won. Epa, já somos campeões nacionais. O resto que se foda, meu. 
Fox. Sam, do you care? I mean, of course, over in the UK and in London, you guys got a a, a big club that uh, doesn't shut the fuck up about being invincible, and it's been uh, it's been quite a while since then. But I mean, how important is being invincible in your eyes? I'm gonna have to disagree with Steph here. For me, it's it's really up there. I just think if Benfica beat us, that's their trophy. That's their league. They will never shut up about it. You say that, but you but know how unbearable they can be. You know how unbearable they can be. <laughs> oh, no, and to just me to me, it doesn't matter. For me, just being the first team in the league format currently to be undefeated is total bragging rights. No one's ever done that before. It's us. It's like people have won no, league titles before. About that. They've done it before, but it was less. Porto Benfica, they've already done it. Yeah, well, so no, if we no don't do it, teams, it won't even it? matter that we did it in less in more games because we didn't actually do it then because we will have blown it in theory. Yeah, but, but they, they won't be like, oh, they won 32 unbeaten, which was more than the 30 that the other team did, but their season yeah. ended at 30. Like, it doesn't mean anything then anymore, you know, because if you lose at 33, it doesn't matter you're unbeaten through 32. You know, That's what I'm saying. That's records that don't make any difference because no, they don't make they don't make a difference. They don't make a difference. Difference, it's winning the. It'll just be annoying. I just want to tie. I like. I don't expect to win because you know we'll be fucking around a little bit. Hopefully, we have green hair. Like lose a tie, I'll take it too. You know, a victory even better. A study even better because I hate George. We could win three nothing for God's sake. Yeah, like I'm. I'm not saying that if we lost, I would sit here and cry. But like, it's it's just <laughs> you said Benfica and Port have done it before, but not with the amount of teams in the league. I think being eighteen or seventeen, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. Top of my head. No, it's eighteen. Nope. It was sixteen when they did it. Thirty. Yeah, games. no yes. one's done that. Only, only that would only be a sporting thing. And like, I know Ruben Amorim would love that, and the players have that mentality. Of you know, next game, it were only candidates for next game. But I think it is in the back of their mind, and if we do it. You know, that's why I think they're going to take this this game more to that. They'll play all the young people and all that shit in the midi Timu game, but they'll yeah. they'll still go out with a normal team. I think on yeah. Saturday. Remember as well, we we've got five subs, so we can bring on. I, I don't know who's going to play right back though. To be completely honest, because I don't think Poro is going to be fit. I don't think he's going to go Juan Pineda. Uh, I think it'll probably be Mateus Nunes. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see Mateus Nunes play right back. Um, and to sh- uh, shout out Juicebox Leal, I actually was planning to go to Lardos Leones on Saturday. I have my own game on Saturday morning at 10, so I was probably not going to watch the game there and go after. But if they lose, it might not be worth going after. But if they win, I'm definitely going after. So I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let's be Benfica. Or if they draw, like, if they draw let's, let's I'll go after. That's fine too. They just they lose like. Feels great. No feels icky yeah. celebrating that, you know. I'm I'm more I'm more preoccupied <laughs> with uh, uh now with modalidades like our basketball mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. They have an important third game against Vivica Galneiro. Uh and then uh, we have Okin Patins this week and it's big, it's for the uh European competition. It's all for, the four teams are Portuguese teams, and we play against Benfica again in Okin Patins. Uh, the ladies in, in soccer, uh, they in first place. Now they have a tough game against Braga. That game's at Alvalade, by the way, against Benfica. 
Probably with no fans, which I guess makes it less cool, but still good that they're playing it off a lot for the decisive exactly. game. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. you know, that's that's my that's what me as a sportingista, that's what I'm focusing on. On the titles we still can win. This one is already won. I don't care. Now the other ones we still can win them. I want I'm I'm being greedy, I guess. But I want to win the basketball title. I want to win the oh. title. Forget about the Okin Patin title. I want to win the futsal title. I want to win the ladies' title. I want to win. Yeah. I think we're winning. I think we're yeah. going to win the basketball. I think we're going to win the ladies. Futsal, I, to be honest, I think futsal is the one where I think it's – it always is, no matter what. Even yeah. if I think our team is better than Mefica, it's just – because the, the, they every time they reach the final against us, because they'll be sporting Benfica. At the, we have the upper yeah. hand because we play the game at home if we if we if it goes into that mode. Uh, but every time Benfica plays against us, they give it all. They eat the goddamn yeah. floor. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, like the five, the best of five, like it always goes to the last game. I feel like yeah. basketball. I mean, us against Porto in the final. I think I it's mean, gonna be good. We're gonna beat us. We're gonna season, hopefully right? sweep Benfica tomorrow. Um, but yeah, yeah, they beat us and we beat them. I think we beat them twice and they beat us once this season. Oh, okay. I think because Porto. Porto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, won they, beat, they definitely beat us once. I know. I remember maybe, that one though. Yeah, the, maybe even twice to be honest. No, I think we. No, you're right. I think we, I think they might have beat us twice, but yeah, you're right. I think yeah. we definitely beat them twice. We beat them in Taça Portugal too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We beat them. So yeah. That that'll actually be a really good final, but they're they're down like a they're down one of their guys. Like he went down, you know, obviously like a couple months but ago. But another, like they got another American player. He's pretty good too. So. I'm nervous. Benfica could could kind of get hot, and I think that they've been underperforming. But they mm -hmm. have a couple good guys that just kind of like are in bad moments. Like I just want to take care of them. No, if we let them, if we, if they win the next game, exactly, kind of trouble. We barely exactly. won those games at home. We yeah, barely. yeah. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. want to take care of them. In the fourth quarter. Uh, the Bifique, you know, they beat Porto, the Dragão. I was glad that we got Barcelos, even though Barcelos is a tough team. But when I saw the, the matchup between Porto and Bifique, I'm like, because Bifique finished in fourth. I'm like, that's that's a good thing for us. Bifique is tough. Yeah. Okay, man. Uh, okay, quick before you leave, just a rapid full circle. We we mentioned whether we care about invincibility or not. Preview is in prediction. Prediction on the uh, our game against Saturday. What are you saying, Steph? I think it's going to be a tie. Uh, it's going to be two two. Two two. I'm, I agree. I think it's going to be a tie. I think it's going to be one one. Sam. I think it's going to be two one. I think Benfica will probably score a penalty. And I think... Their first penalty of the season? Second. Yeah. Second. Oh, they, got, they got one. They got one. They got one. Yeah. Okay. Their second think, penalty of the season. I think Nuno Santos is going to score for good measure. And I give hope me... For good measure. Score. I like the way you say that. For good measure. <laughs> and you know what? Chris and Danny, we've been waiting for a Palina banger for so long. It's coming. It's outside the box. Boom. Would love that. How about you, Chris? I, I'd like to see Pot win the Golden Boot. I know it's tough. I hope 
I think it'll be a tie as well. I think I like one one. <laughs> hopefully not Seferovic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully Taremi doesn't bag a shit ton of garbage goals in like these two games that don't really matter. I don't know who Porto's playing. But see. if Porto's playing teams that also don't have anything to play for, like in the middle, then so, they play Riwab. They play Riwab. Riwab and Saturday. Points. Points. They, need, they need the points. Okay, so that's good. I, he could obviously still bag a couple. What's he on? Does anyone know off the top of his head? 16. I was just yeah. checking. So Seferovic and Pot both on 18. Yeah. Taremi on 16. So and I think uh, that Mario Gonzalez guy from Tondela is on 15. And yeah. uh, a good shout. I, we didn't really talk about him, but we are linked to him. Yeah, yeah. Ball, uh, Ball, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you, know, you, know what I, you know what I was thinking? I think the uh, the Portuguese Federation should come up with the Matasa de Federação for Bifiki like they do a guaranteed a guaranteed trophy for one of them. They just yeah, are the it, only two teams it's in it. Fallible. It's one game. It was laughable because the, uh, the sporting <laughs> ladies actually won the cup. I'm, I'm like, what kind of stupid cup is that? I mean, <laughs> with the third and the fourth place. Yeah, maybe? yeah. They should play a round robin between so they third do it and fourth. Play in tournament. Facts. All right, guys. It's been another one. About uh, a good dent on my champagne. Thanks for popping bottles with me. That this one was especially for Lauren, who uh, uh, was bantering uh, my good friend Patrick uh, all season long with popping the champagne. So I decided to I, pop I some bet champagne. He today. regrets that now. Not just saying because we won, <laughs> because he's probably getting it from Lauren, from everyone. Just absolutely taking the piss. I feel bad for him, man. I feel bad. I do, bro. Me too. But he's a good guy. He also congratulated me too, bro. Patrick's one of the better, uh, better uh, rival fans out there for sure. Um, but anyway, shout out to everybody in the chat, especially the, the I, I know at least two, I don't know about more, but at least two, Beatriz, obviously former guest, and uh, we had Migas Balestedu also that was at the party yesterday. You guys are sick. I wish, I think we all wish we were there, but we also partied it hard. Guys, congratulations again. Campeões Nacionais. Finalmente, caralho. Again, caralho. Como o Ruben Amorim e os outros. Caralho. Ganhamos esta merda, caralho. One. Two, three. <laughs> um, join us on the next podcast. We're hopefully uh, talking about a, a big dub or at least a draw. Um, but one thing's for sure, we'll still be national champions. You know where to follow us, Spartan160 everywhere except for Twitter, Spartan160 underscore EN. Um, nothing else more to say. Viva Sporting. Obrigado, Sporting, por fazer-me campeão. And, um... Ale, 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 ale,